Welcome to episode two of Project Fantasy Football, the best fantasy advice in, in town. town. Uh, today we will be doing a running back rankings. James, how's your day been going? It's been going pretty good, you know, just ready to talk about some running backs. My favorite position in fantasy football. These guys will win you your league. Yeah, very much, you know. I just went golfing this morning, so hopefully my fantasy running backs this year perform better on the field than I did on the golf course. Yep, I sure hope so. All right, so we got like 55 guys ranked 1 to 55 with maybe a couple uh, honorable mentions at the end. So I think number one, it's we obviously both have the Jonathan same Taylor. guy. It's, it's, it's Jonathan Taylor. I mean, if you got the number one pick in your draft, assuming it's just a normal redraft league, you, you have to take Jonathan Taylor. I know everyone's throwing out this statistic. Oh, no running back that's been number one running back last year has ended as one running back this year. Well, of course, because you're picking against the field. you got to go with the guy most likely to be number one. That's Jonathan Taylor. He gets so many carries on offense where he's really the dynamic guy in the offense. Great offensive line. You saw what he put up last year. It's just you got to go with him. Yeah, you got a QB upgrade, so hopefully that'll take some pressure off him. The offense is run through him, and he's the safest pick. We haven't seen any real injury problems. I think he only missed one game at Wisconsin, so uh, that's the guy to go with as a safety option at number one. Uh, our consensus number two guy is Christian McCaffrey, and this is the pick that you, uh, this is the guy you take if you want to go all in. For the fantasy championship. No one else has better upside. His floor is like 20 points a game. He's going to catch seven passes a game. Um, and the only question is, can he hold up for the whole season? Yes, there's a chance he gets hurt. But if he stays healthy, he will be the number one running back, and there's no questions asked. I've got to agree. I'm a bit lower on my list just because of that injury concern. I mean, I've been I've been screwed taking him the past two years where he gets injured halfway through the season that kind of my team falls apart. But if he's on the field, he is the number one fantasy guy in all of fantasy. His receiving upside is too high. He's a touchdown big play machine. He's on a Carolina offense that that offense also run through him. He got a quarterback upgrade now with Baker Mayfield. Hopefully they use him well out of the backfield, which I know they will. But if you want to go big, you got to take Christian McCaffrey at number two. Yeah, uh, who do you have at number three, James? On number three, our consensus is Derrick Henry. I know he's also coming off an injury, but before the injury, he was putting up insane numbers. He, The amount of carries he gets per game is just unbelievable. He is the Titans' offense now, and they trade away A.J. Brown too, so they're going to look to feed him a lot more. Okay, uh, hopefully he holds up this season too, coming off the injury is the same guy, but before, before he got injured, he was the number one running back we were talking about, not Jonathan Taylor. So I, I expect him to return to that that version of him early this season. Yeah, my only worries are, will Tennessee run him to the ground? You said, like, you expect him to get more carries, but he's not getting any younger. He's 28 years old, and that's kind of the area where you start to see these running backs start to fall off. So, again, the only worry is if the, if the Titans do run him to the ground, can he hold can up? He but, again... Just another guy who the offense has run through him. He's going to get a huge workload, and we've seen what he can do the past few years in fantasy. Uh, our consensus number four guy from the Los Angeles Chargers is Austin Eckler. Great P 
PPR back. He's going to catch a lot of passes. He's in an elite, elite offense that's going to score a ton of points. I don't think he'll be what he was last year. I think we'll see some touchdown regression. The 20 touchdowns in a season is just too much to ask for him to repeat. But, you know, if he stays healthy, which he did last year, but he hasn't in the past, um, he'll be another top, he'll have another top five fantasy season. So that's yeah. our guy at number four. I think he's a very safe pick. He he can do it all. He's kind of like a mini Christian McCaffrey, not as much big play upside. He's not going to get all those receptions, but he does it all. Like he get, He's going to get a really big um, part of the offense this year. It's a great offense. The only worry is how much, yeah, how big of a role he's going to have. He'll be big, but they also got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. How many touchdowns is he going to get this year? But very, very safe option. I think he's a great pick. At number five, we have Dalvin Cook. Do you want to talk about him a little bit? Yeah, I think Dalvin Cook's a great guy. I know he's had injury concerns in the past. But the Vikings offense, I hate to say it, but they're going to be good this year. And Dalvin Cook, he's a good receiving back too. Great just workload back that they can go off of when Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are getting covered. I think he'll, he'll be a good. I have him a bit lower, though. Just because I think Justin Jefferson's going to kind of dominate that offense. But you know, I think he's a very safe option, too. Yeah, I love Delvin Cook. I have him as my number three running back behind Taylor and McCaffrey. Um, Minnesota is going more pass-heavy, which I actually think helps Cook's fantasy production. He'll have less of the kind of workload on the ground, but he is an amazing pass catcher. And we're going to see touchdown regression from him. Uh, last year, he only had six touchdowns. Combined, the two years before that, he had 30. So I would expect at least double-digit touchdowns. I, I love Dalvin Cook. All right, at our number seven spot, or no, six. We're on six now. Six spot, we got Najee Harris. I think this guy, he's going to see a – I think I know some people have talked about he's going to see less carries. I've heard he could get the same around. In that Steelers offense with – who's their quarterback now? Money Mitch? Trubisky or uh, Kenny Pickett? So we yeah. see. I think I think they're gonna really rely on him. He had a lot of carries last year. He ruined one of my championship games against the Browns when he got that useless touchdown at the end of the yep. game. But yeah, he he's he just gets a lot of carries. He's great running back. I think just off based off his workload, I think he's gonna be a, a top back this year. You could expect a really good. I think really breakout this year. Yeah, and that's really what you're going for with Najee is the heavy workload. Last year he saw around 400 touches. This year I'd expect more in the 350 range. Um, the offensive line is really not good in Pittsburgh, so that's not going to help. And I think having the more mobile quarterback in Trubisky or Pickett, either one, is going to hurt him because he's going to get less dump-off receptions. Um, so will the efficiency and the touchdowns be there in a very questionable Steelers offense for Najee Harris? Number seven guy, we got DeAndre Swift. I know he ended the season on injury, but before that, he was putting up great numbers. He was great back for Detroit. Um, they Not a lot of guys they can look to on offense. I know Amon Ross St. Brown's kind of breaking out, but I think he's going to get a really large part of that offense, especially in the receiving game, until we'll see when Jameson Williams come back, comes back and maybe takes away. But I really like DeAndre Swift. I think he could be a potential league winner. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at running backs and PPR leagues who can get 100-plus targets in a season, DeAndre Swift is one of those guys. I think the Lions will be an improved offense, but their defense is still lacking, so they will be playing from behind a lot, meaning that the passing volume 
will be more in favor of DeAndre Swift. Jared Goff is known for checking down to running backs, not really a big play guy at all. Um, so, yeah, I think DeAndre Swift could easily finish as a top five running back. You want to talk about number eight? Yeah, number eight is Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. Last year, he was a top three running back over the course of the season. Um, and Cincinnati improved their offensive line. So in terms of running the ball, Joe Mixon, talented runner. Since he improved the line, that should be there. The biggest question for me is, will Mixon get the three down role he deserves? I mean, he's proven himself as a really talented pass catcher, and yet there are still some third downs where we see Samaje P. Ryan out on the field, and that just doesn't make sense to me. I think if, since he puts him in the three down role he deserves, he's going to have a similar finish to last year. Cincinnati's going to be a good offense, so hammer Joe Mixon late first round, early second round. Yeah, I think he finally had that breakout performance last year. A lot of people were like, oh, do I take Joe Mixon? He disappoints me every year. Finally got that in the great offense in Cincinnati, especially with that improved line as you talked about. I think defenses are going to focus a lot more on Jamar Chase and T. Higgins this year, so hopefully Joe Mixon maybe sees a few more dump downs and sees more workload as they focus on those wide receivers. But, yeah, I think he's in a great offense, a great poise to have a good role this year. Number nine guy, we got our guy from the Packers, Aaron Jones. I think he he's going to have a huge, huge role this year. Great receiving back, and now, I mean, look at our wide receiver room. We need Aaron Rodgers needs people to pass to. Honestly, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if we put him at wideout a few times. Have A.J. Dillon be back. We've done that sometimes. But he's going to get a big workload. My only question with him, is he going to be that third down running back? Is he going to see red zone work? Because that's really A.J. Dillon there. And fourth quarter, if we're up, A.J. Dillon's really are going to mow down the defensive line running back. So what's his workload going to be like? What touchdowns is he going to get? That's my only question, but he should have a really, really big role in Green Bay this year. Yeah, I think he'll be a great between-the-20s running back, but like James said, I would assume A.J. Dillon's going to get a lot of the carries as you get closer and closer to the goal line. And he's another guy. He's 28 years old, so can he hold up if the Packers use him as the go-to guy? this year uh number 10 james you are a lot higher on this guy than me so i'll let you talk about nick chubb nick chubb i i like him a lot he one of the best running backs in the league just talking about pure rushing ability um i don't know what the heck the quarterback situation in cleveland's gonna look like so i think they're gonna focus a lot more on the rushing game i know they've got kareem hunt too but i think i think they've got they've got a pretty good o-line too and i think nick chubb's just gonna i think he's gonna dominate like he has in the past so I think I think he's more of a safer pick, rather than some other guys. Like I, I don't think he's gonna have a crazy crazy season, but he's gonna be a very reliable starting running back for you. Yeah, I'm not as big a fan of Nick Chubb. Uh, I think he should be a little bit lower. There's no pass catching upside with him. The Browns have never used him that way. You're really banking on a hundred plus yards and a touchdown every week for him to finish as a running back one. And Yes, there is the chance that the offense just gets straight up run through him if Deshaun Watson gets suspended. But last year, the Browns just kind of shut him down for no reason, and I didn't really understand why. So, you know, Nick Chubb, really talented running back, probably top five in the league in terms of running the football. But in a PPR league, I'm not as high on him. Our number 11 guy. One of my favorite guys for the future, Javante Williams. He's This dude is a truck. He's just a beast. A insane breaking tackles. 
he uh, he should be the he should be the lead back in Denver. They're still doing a platoon with him and Melvin Gordon. That's the only downside to him. Is he really going to see the workload he deserves or that he should get because he's sharing carries with Melvin Gordon? But when he's carrying it, he's a great, great rusher. But the only question is, how much is he going to get? Yeah, super efficient runner. Uh, good pass catcher out of the backfield. There are reports that uh, the screen game will be a uh, in usage more in Denver. So hopefully that will improve Javante's PPR upside. And I think... He, the biggest question is going to be, what is the split with Melvin Gordon? Is it 60-40? Is it 80-20? I think if Javante Williams is on the field 80% of the time, he's he's going to be a running back one. He's going to get touches. Uh, super talented, but what's the split look like? That's the only question. Our number 12 guy, we got the new Eddie Lacy, Leonard Fournette. I know a lot of, what did he come in, like 260? Came in 260 to 260 training to training camp. But I've heard he slimmed down. I, I think he's going to slim down by the season. But I think he'll have a, he'll have a pretty good role in Tampa Bay. Like he's been he's had a pretty good late kind of later career resurgence in Tampa Bay. I know Tom Brady likes to dump down to him a lot. But now that now they got Julio Jones too, it's looking good for Chris Godwin coming back. Is he really going to have a super huge role? I think he's a safe pick, but I don't think he's going to have a super breakout this year. See, I like Leonard Fournette as a top. I have him as a top ten running backs. He's gonna catch a ton of passes from Brady. He has Brady's trust. He's gonna be the bell cow back. Yes, Rashad White came in this year, but is Brady gonna trust him to pick up blitzes? Is Brady gonna trust him to make good reads at the running back position? Like he's a rookie. Uh, Leonard Fournette was the guy last year. The biggest question, as James said, is the weight, but it sounds like he's slimmed down. And in terms of Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, I don't think they'll be on the field as much as at the start of the season as we think. So I like Leonard Fournette. Our number 13 guy, Saquon Barkley. Uh, he's had a rough season, uh, or a rough career pretty much, up and down. But he is a very explosive runner. I think he could be a great guy. If, he's got a good, if he gets a good season, he could be a potential league winner. The only problem is, can he return to his rookie season form where he's amazing? And it's not a good offense in New York. Um, I don't I don't know if I trust him, but if he, if he plays well, he'll be great. Yeah, uh, if he plays well, he will be great. That is very accurate uh, analysis there. No, he's running behind the, the best offensive line of his career. If he plays 17 games, he's a top eight running back in fantasy. There's just no questions about it. But, like you said... James has said injuries have plagued him the last three or so years. It's been it's been a brutal stretch. Uh, at number 14, we have New Orleans running back Alvin Kamara. Uh, Kamara's been dropping a little bit on the draft board, um, but the longer that there is no news on his suspension, that's better news for him. It sounds like it might get pushed to next year, and if he does, getting him in the late second, early third round is going to be a steal. Uh, no more Taysom Hill at quarterback, so no more scrambling there. Uh, Kamara's just uber efficient. We've seen him have five touchdown games. The upside is totally there. He can do everything. He can catch the ball. I don't know how Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry are going to play into the passing game, but I don't think that really affects Kamara's uh, fantasy points at all. Yeah, he's probably second best receiving back in the league, I'd say. He, he's going to be great if he plays. Will he be on the field? What's going to what's gonna happen with his suspension? 
And I think he'll still, yeah, like Ryan said, he's still going to see a big work, big workload, big role in the offense, even with their additions, like Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, and then Michael Thomas coming back. But it's all going to come down. Does he get suspended or not? And if he does get suspended, I would stay away from him until the late third, early fourth round. I don't think it's worth having him sit on your bench and take up one of your bench spots for six games of the season. Uh, number 15, Los Angeles Rams running back Cam Akers. Uh, when he he did make an early return from his ACL injury to come back for the playoffs last year, and he looked awful. He was not the same guy he was at the end of his rookie year. He was not efficient at all. But he's had nine months to recover since then when the season comes around. And the Rams last year, they threw a lot more touchdowns than usual. I mean, the two or three years prior, they were top ten in the league in rushing touchdown percentage so i would expect a return to the mean there and for cam Akers to have double digit touchdowns if he's back to that rookie self that he was yeah i'm not a huge believer in cam Akers. i don't know how he's gonna look like you saw him in the playoffs didn't look too great i mean there it's a super pass heavy offense now in la with matt stafford i think it could help cam Akers, but you have cooper cup eating up targets you got Allen robinson now too Will Daryl Henderson maybe play have a play in the offense? I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not a huge trust. But if it could be a good, good later pick, maybe boom or bust. See if Cam Akers can have a breakout and win your league. But I'm not super high on him. And number sixteen, we've got Arizona running back James Conner. He was a touchdown machine last year. I don't think he's going to get as many touchdowns this year. But D hops out for the first six weeks or so yep. he's uh, out they got hollywood brown but i think he'll still have a good role to play in the arizona offense i just don't think we're going to see the touchdown production he had last year yeah uh he wasn't a super efficient running back last year it was really just those 18 touchdowns uh that carried him in terms of fantasy so are you going to count on those touchdowns again this year that's the big question mark and also will daryl williams who the cardinals signed away from the chiefs will they Will he pose a threat to Connor's reception upside? Yeah, I wouldn't expect Connor to have any more than 30 or 40 receptions this year. So not a super big fan of James Connor. Again, another guy who you're really just looking for the, uh, the workload to carry you in fantasy. Number 17 is Chicago running back David Montgomery. If I could say that there is a boring pick in the top 20 running backs, it is David Montgomery. He'll be a bell cow, but last year he wasn't the most efficient running back. Honestly, kind of one of the worst running backs on the team in terms of efficiency, but he'll have a lot of garbage time receptions. He'll have 20 rushes a game. My only question is, I think Khalil Herbert's a more talented running back than Montgomery, so how long does it take Herbert to start eating into Montgomery's workload on the Bears. Yeah, I think Montgomery have a big role to play with the Bears. Their offense does not look good at all. I mean, their entire team doesn't really look good. But, yeah, he's not He's not going to do anything flashy. He'll get a bunch of garbage time stuff when they're down by 20 points. But, yeah, could Khalil Herbert come up and start taking cares away from him? But, yeah, not super high on David Montgomery. 18 is a guy we're both pretty high on. Travis Etienne from Jacksonville. What do you think about this guy? Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen him play in a while, but I think he could be a great guy. He's going to take over the Jacksonville offense. I, they don't really have that great of a receiving core. I think 
sadly, my guy James Robinson is going to probably get kicked out of the backfield and not see as many carries. But he's got that connection with Trevor Lawrence. I think he could be a great back. I just, what is he? How is he going to look? I just haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, uh, he and Lawrence were college teammates at Clemson, and they connected, I think, over ninety times on passes. Uh, Robinson won't be a hundred percent for a while, and even if he does get back to his old self, he never really was no. a kind of big play guy. He's kind of just solid five, six yards here and there. And Etienne has that big play upside. He's an explosive running back, and I think even if Connor, uh, Connor, sorry, even if Robinson comes back and there's a sixty forty split, Etienne's going to put up fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Nineteen, we have Ezekiel Elliott, the Dallas running back. I had this guy a couple slots higher. I think he's underrated this year. He'll be a solid pass catcher, and he's still a solid runner. He's not going to win you any weeks. He doesn't have big upside, but he's not going to lose you any. He's going to put up 13, 14, 15 points a week consistently in a good Cowboys offense. Uh, rumors are Tony Pollard's going to be split out at receiver more, which uh, holds well for Elliott staying on the field. Yeah. I'm not super high on Zeke. I think Tony Pollard's the better running back. He's also in a Mike McCarthy system, and you know how Mike McCarthy uses running backs. But he'll be solid. He'll be, he'll yeah. That's pretty much what he's gonna be. He'll be solid. He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna have a crazy year like he did a couple years ago. But he could be a solid running back for you to pick up, just a safe option later on. Our number twenty guy, we've got J.K. Dobbins of the Baltimore Ravens. Similar to E.T.N., we haven't seen him play in a while, but I think he could be a great running back in that Baltimore offense. Now they're super run heavy but also they got Lamar so he's gonna be taking a lot of carries I just don't think he's gonna I don't know if he's gonna have that connection like ETN has with Trevor Lawrence and I don't know if he's gonna be that big play guy but I think he could definitely carve out a solid role for him in the Baltimore offense yeah he was this ultra efficient running runner and he was a solid pass catcher pre-injury Baltimore's never used him that way uh, my only worry is sounds like his injury was multiple ligaments, so there's a good chance that he doesn't get back on the field for week one and won't be 100% for the first couple weeks. And the Ravens have never been a real bell cow team. They like no. they like to use multiple running backs. But if they give Dobbins 75% of the workload, he'll know what to do with it. Our number 21 guy, we got the rookie running back for the New York Jets, Brees Hall. I think this guy could potentially be a league winner. I think he's... A I know there's always a rookie running back that breaks out each year. He's going to take over that New York Jets offense with my guy, Zach Wilson, at quarterback. I think he's he's going to have a huge load. I think he could be great. Yeah, uh, at Iowa State, he was a good runner, good catcher. Uh, there's always the rookie uncertainty. Uh, how soon will he play in? Let's not forget about Michael Carter, who is probably a better pass catcher. He'll probably be the third down back, even if Brees Hall does take over the first two down roll uh, right away. And it's really a question of, do you want to invest in the Jets' offense? Personally, I think they're still a year or two away from being top 12, top 10 offense altogether. So for that reason, I'm a little hesitant on Brees Hall, but in terms of talent, it's there. 22, Antonio Gibson. Um... He was a running back one last year. He was a top 10 running back. Uh, I had him on one of my fantasy teams, and it did not feel like he was a top 10 running back, but he got there somehow. And Washington has a quarterback upgrade in Carson Wentz. 
they're a team that likes to go ground and pound, control the ball, let their defense do a lot of the work in terms of winning games. So Gibson should see 15, 16, up to 20 carries a game. He's had injury problems. How will Brian Robinson, the rookie, play in and eat into his workload is my biggest question there. Yeah, I think kind of like Dave Montgomery, this kind of is like a boring pick. He's just going to do what he does. I had him last year, and they did not feel like he was as good as he was. I just – I don't know if I trust him in that Washington offense with Carson Wentz now, but we'll see. I think he'll be decent, but I don't think he's going to win any leagues for you. At number 23, we've got the Las Vegas running back, Josh Jacobs. He had a really good rookie year, and then he's kind of fallen off a bit since then. Now they added Devontae Adams. They're, it looks like they're going to be a very pass-heavy team, but he should be a solid running back. He's done pretty well in the past, but like kind of like the previous running backs. I don't know if he's going to break out and win your league. He'll be a solid running back that you can kind of depend on. Yep, solid, consistent touches. I would not be surprised to see Kenyon Drake take the third down roll in Las Vegas. And they also brought in rookie running back Zamir White who may leach touches every now and then. Um, 24, we have Elijah Mitchell from San Francisco. If he is healthy, he will produce. San Francisco is totally a run-first offense. Elijah Mitchell fits the build that Shanahan wants in a running back, which is fast. Um, But San Francisco is known for kind of running running backs into the ground and just bringing up the next guy. So... You know, they brought in Tyrion Davis Price, Price yeah. so you might see Elijah Mitchell kind of be phased out of this offense. Just kind of depends on his overall health. Yeah, that's the same thing for me. Will, will he be able to stay healthy? How will Tyrion Davis Price cut into his workload, if at all? But if he's on there getting a good workload, I think he'll be a very solid running back. Yeah, I'd expect 15, 16, 17 carries from him a week. Uh, 25, another Packers running back, A.J. Dillon, Quadzilla. Huge touchdown upside. I expect him to get 90% of the carries inside the 10-yard line for the Packers. He is a solid pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, Aaron Rodgers showed trust in him last year. Uh, I would expect him and Jones to be on the field a lot together. I would expect two running back sets, or maybe Jones will get split out. Uh, And if Jones goes down to injury, A.J. Dillon's a running back one, Yeah, week in, I, week out. I think where he's getting drafted right now, he could be a potential league winner. I, he's got huge top touchdown upside. I think the Packers' defense is good enough that we'll, they'll be able to keep us in games, even though our passing offense isn't looking too good. So I think we'll, we could see a lot of fourth quarters, Packers up, and we're running with A.J. Dillon because he's our big fourth-quarter running back just to wear down the defense. And like I said, if Aaron Jones gets injured, he instantly is – insane RB1. Yeah, 26 is Kareem Hunt from Cleveland. Uh, he's proven that he can produce fantasy points even in a timeshare with, with Chubb. He played six games last year. Three of those he finished as an RB1. Um, and yes, there's been rumors that, oh, well, the Browns don't lose any money if they cut him or trade him. But there are plenty of teams where if he gets cut or traded, Atlanta, Houston, the list goes on where he's the immediate running back one. Yeah. And he'll be an elite fantasy producer. I think this is another good late-round pick. Even if he stays on the Browns, he'll be solid, cut in his own workload, and still put up points like he has, even though being in timeshare. But, yeah, if he somehow goes to another team and becomes RB1, he's a whole lot upside. 
Number 27, we got New England running back Damian Harris. He's a solid running back. He's just in the New England offense with their kind of polluter running back. Well, how will Ramondre Stevenson look? They still got they got a whole plethora of running backs there, and it's kind of a boring pick for me. I don't think he's gonna he's got a huge ceiling, but he'll be solid. Yeah, I think Stevenson's the better running back, and would would expect him to take over the majority of the workload uh, when fantasy playoffs roll around. But, you know, Damian Harris is a really solid runner of the football. We saw him go crazy against the Bills last year. And he'll score close to 10 touchdowns. I would expect 8 or 9. But I would expect more of a regression to the mean in terms of passing touchdowns for that team. Number 28, we got Clyde Edwards-Alaire of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not super high on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He has not been really good in the years past. They also got Ronald Jones that I think could take over the big running back role in the offense. He just ha- he hasn't done a lot, and I don't think this is going to be the year he does, even with Tyreek Hill leaving. So I'm not super high on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'm higher on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire than most. Um, his gallbladder's gone, which gave him problems all of last year. Uh, he's a solid pass catcher. Uh, there's a reason he was a first-round fantasy pick two years ago. Ronald Jones... Really struggled in Tampa Bay, um, missed blocks, fumbles. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has a really good chance to take control of the Kansas City backfield. He's a good weapon for Patrick Mahomes, so I would expect him to be a low-end RB, too. Number 29 is Dallas running back Tony Pollard. Kind of talked about him a little bit before when we brought up Zeke. He'll get split out a lot, I would expect, as a wide receiver. Um, He'll get a fair share of receptions and a probably 10 to 12 carries a game. Um, I wouldn't expect him to totally overtake Zeke uh, this season, but I think he'll still be a solid fantasy option despite that. Yeah, he's, he's not going to become the RB1 this season unless Zeke goes down, but he could be solid. He'll get he'll get catches, he'll get some carries, he'll be have some big plays here and there, but he's just not going to get the workload he needs. Number 30, uh, is Miles Sanders. This guy said not to draft him. I'm not going to tell you that. I will say there are reports that Kenneth Gainwell is taking uh, first-team reps over Sanders in training camp, so that worries me a little bit. Uh, of course, Sanders saying not to draft him worries me a little bit. Uh, but Sanders is a good running back. He is the more talented running back in that backfield. Uh, but will the Eagles use him? You know, the Eagles are a run-first offense, but with Jalen you know, Hurts there and A.J. Brown in town, Devonta Smith breaks out, I would not be surprised if there's more of a change uh, to a pass-heavy air attack. Yeah, I don't feel good about Miles Sanders. He just, Eagles don't really use him that well. Didn't he have, like, zero touchdowns last year? Yeah, it was really low. It was. He's, he's not going to get touchdowns. Jalen Hurts does all the kind of goal line running and – he, I, Kenneth Gainwell could eat in. He's not going to have a very big role in Philly, so I'd kind of stay away from him, like would, he said. Yeah, I would say if he falls to ninth or 10th round, though, I think. Yeah, if he falls that low. If then. you can find value on him, take him. But for where he's being drafted, you know, 6th, 7th round, I would stay away. Uh, number 31 is the Seattle rookie Kenneth Walker. James, you're super high on this guy. What do you got? I like him. I think I think he'll be good. He was amazing in college, one of the best running backs in college, and I think he could cut out a big load for him in that Seattle offense now with um, 
either Geno Smith or Drew Locke starting. I think they'll depend on running backs. Um, him and Rashad Penny, they'll I think they'll split. Rashad Penny's going to look like he might start off the year dominant, but I think Kenneth Walker maybe could eat in that and hopefully get a bigger workload throughout the year. But I think he'll be a, I think he could be a solid option later on in drafts. Yeah, I had Kenneth Walker five spots lower and be- below Rashad Penny. Uh, Pete Carroll has proven in the past when he took Penny in the first round that that does not mean you're the starter. He went with seventh round back Chris Carson. Uh, DJ Dallas and Travis Homer have total control of the third down back role. And uh, in the last five games last year, I know this is a small sample size, uh, Rashad Penny was on pace for over 2,000 rushing yards if it was converted to a 17-game season. He'll be the RB1. There's a chance Kenneth Walker is just used as insurance this season. But Penny struggled with injuries in the past. If he goes down again, Kenneth Walker stocks will go to the moon. Number 32, we've got the Bills running back Devin Singletary. I think he'll be solid. Bills do not run a whole lot. Huge passing offense there. And I think James Cook has a lot more passing upside than him. I think James Cook will be used a lot. So I'm not super high on Devin Singletary, but I think he could be a solid option. Yeah, Singletary's going to be the number one guy to start the year, but he's had three years to take control of this backfield and prove himself as the guy, and he just hasn't. So there's no reason to think that he's going to do it this year. James Cook, younger brother of Dalvin Cook, even if he's three-quarters of what his brother is in the NFL, he's a way better running back than Devin Singletary. So as a guy, you can plug and play at the RB2 to start the season and kind of wait for other guys to develop, I would say. That's what you're expecting from him. Number 33 is the 31-year-old Cordero Patterson. He's a 30-plus-year-old running back. I really don't need to say much else. He's way past his prime. You know, his his fantasy numbers last year were just never before seen. I would expect the rookie Tyler Algier to be, you know, kind of the standard running back, first and second downs, getting the majority of the carries. Uh, and Patterson to be used more in a receiver role this year, you know, split out wide, third down running back. Um, you're really just looking for the six to eight receptions a game that he had last year. Yeah, he's also an Atlanta offense that I'm not super excited about. Now with Marcus Mariota, I don't I don't know how he's going to play. I don't think Cordell Patterson's going to get that workload he had last year. I don't think he's going to – he's not going to put up numbers like he did last year. He's getting older. Um, and Tyler Al- Algier, I think I'm pretty high on. I think he could – cut out a pretty good workload for him in that offense and maybe take over. But, yeah, not super on Cordero Patterson. He's not going to be who he was last year. Number 34 is is Rashad Penny. We already talked about him a little bit. He'll start the year as number one. He's an efficient, talented runner with injury problems. Uh, can If the Seattle offense is even passable and he stays healthy, he'll be really efficient and good for fantasy. Yeah, I think starting out the year he'll be very solid if he – stays over Kenneth Walker, who I have a bit ahead of him, but if he stays over him, I think he'll be a very solid running back throughout this year. Number 35 is Melvin Gordon. Um, He's still a quality running back, but Javante is just miles ahead of him. Um, At mile high. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Again, the question with them is what will the split look like, 60-40, whatever. Uh, He was college teammates with Wilson, so maybe that gets him on the field a bit more, but I don't really love him other than a, a plug-and-play at, at the flex position. Yeah, I'm not super high on him either. I mean, love the guy from Wisconsin, but 
I just think Javante Williams could definitely take over. If he takes over, he's got no value. The split at the beginning, we'll see how much he actually, what the actual split is. But, yeah, not, not a whole lot upside for Melvin Gordon. Number 36 is Miami running back Chase Edmonds. Uh, Miami went out and pursued this guy in free agency. The Bills showed interest. Miami was like, no, we're getting this guy. He's a great pass catcher. He showed that in Arizona. Uh, and Miami is probably going to pass the ball this year. Uh, Tua, they brought in weapons for him. So I would expect that Chase Edmonds is going to be, at minimum, the third down running back, have a ton of receptions. My only worry is I don't think the goal line work is going to go to him. I think it'll go to Sonny Michelle or oh, – I'm blanking. Who's their other running back? Oh, Mostert. Oh, or Raheem Mostert, yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't think he's going to cut off a, cut out a big enough role in the offense for him to be a viable starter in fantasy. I think he'll be he'll be solid. He's going to be there. He could be their top running back to start the season, but – yeah, they got Tua, they got Tyreek, they got Jalen Waddle. He's going to be passing a lot. And, yeah, not a, I don't think there's a whole lot of upside there. 37 uh, is James Robinson. Uh, it'll probably take him a while to be healthy. I think I overreacted to the initial news of, uh, oh, he's not going to be on the pup list. Uh, and ETN is probably going to take control of the backfield. I think he's the better running back, more explosive. So that's all I really have to yeah. say on him. I'm pretty low on him. I think ETN's going to take over. We'll see his injury. But even even without ETN, they weren't really using him. Like, that's Urban Meyer. But, yeah, I just don't don't think he's going to do a whole lot for that Jacksonville offense. Number 38, New England running back Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, this guy's my favorite uh, sleeper pick. He's a great pass catcher. He's going to score a bunch of touchdowns. Powerful runner. And I would expect him in the fantasy playoffs to be a high-end running back, too, if he takes over uh, the Patriots' backfield, which is, I think, very likely. So, really good running back. You know, everything points to him being elite in the coming years. So, I think this is a breakout season for Ramondre. Yeah, I think he's a great pick. Late rounds, steal him, and hopefully he'll be great, good for you by the playoffs. It's not gonna. I don't think he's going to do a whole lot to start. But once he maybe takes over that offense, then I think he'll have great upside. I've got him in a dynasty league, and I'm super excited about that. Number 39 is the other Buffalo running back, James Cook. Talked about him a little earlier. He's a great pass catcher in a pass-heavy offense. Um, I think he'll do what Zach Moss was supposed to do and take control of the Bills' offense. Yeah, I think James Cook, there's a whole lot of upside there with his pass catching. And if he can carve out a big role ahead of a – Devin Singletary, I think he could be another guy, kind of like Ramondre Stevenson, you can maybe late season lean on, but we'll see. Number 40, uh, Jets running back Michael Carter. I mean, he's going to be behind Brees Hall. I think he could still have a decent role in the offense, but he's not going to be what he kind of looked like last year. I think Brees Hall is just going to take over this offense, so not a whole lot upside there, but could still have a little role. Yeah, I would expect a 50-50 split early. Don't expect Carter to be totally phased out by uh, the talented rookie running back, Brees Hall. Um, at minimum, he'll be a pass catcher um, late in the season. So kind of just one of those guys, you know, the PPR value mm -hmm. is why he's up there. Number 41, we got Ronald Jones of Kansas City. I think he could have a, like I said earlier, when we were talking about Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think he could – about a pretty decent role in the Kansas City offense. 
really question is, can he do that? So that's still to be seen. But if he does, he could be a very viable running back later on. But Yeah, I think he'll get some goal line work, despite how big of a role he has between the 20s. Uh, I personally like CEH more, but, you know, if you want a piece of the Kansas City backfield, uh, this guy's going later in rounds, so. Number 42, we got Naheem Hines of the Colts. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's going to be the lead back here. I know Naheem Hines has kind of got some big play upside and can re- receive, but this is Jonathan Taylor's backfield, so I don't see a whole lot of upside here, but, yeah. I like him. I think the... Colts will use him as a pass catcher. I think he'll catch, you know, five passes a game, get you those nine points just on passing. Probably have five to seven carries, not a huge rushing workload, but kind of just a change of pace guy from Taylor. Number 43, we've got Atlanta rookie running back Tyler Algier, which we talked about earlier. I think this guy could possibly take over the Atlanta offense. I've heard he's been very impressive at training camps. So I think he could be some guy maybe later on that gets a, Pretty decent workload in the Atlanta offense. But then again, he's in the Atlanta offense. So you really think he's going to put up points in a kind of dismal offense like that. So we'll see. But I think I think where he's going right now, he could be a very good steal for maybe hold on and see what he does. Yeah, I wouldn't expect any receiving work from him. And at the end of the day, he's a fifth-round pick. He's slow. You know, I wouldn't expect anything more than him being a mediocre running back who's getting a semi-decent workload. 44, another rookie running back, Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans. I think he is the same situation with Tyler Algier. He's not in a great offense, but he could cut out a workload for him. I'd only draft these guys based on their workload. I think based on the where they're going right now, they could be decent because of their workload, but they're not going to do anything special for you. Yeah, the Houston backfield is just a complete mess. Um, it's full of mediocre veterans, Marlon Mack, uh, Marquette's own Daria Gunbowale, a couple others, plus the rookie Pierce. I would just stay away from any Houston Texan not named wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Uh, 45, another rookie running back for the Chargers, Isaiah Spiller. I'm not super on Isaiah Spiller. I know Ryan is. He's pretty excited about him. I think he could have a decent workload in that offense, but it's you got Austin Eckler ahead of him. You got Justin Herbert passing to Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and... Guyton, right? Or Palmer. Guyton Palmer and Palmer. Palmer and Guyton. I yeah, I just don't think I mean he could have a little bit a little bit upside, but I'm not super high on him. Yeah. I love Isaiah Spiller. Um he did the combine, ran a four six, and everybody's like, Oh my gosh, this guy sucks. He plays way faster than four six. He was supposed to be a second round pick, dropped to the third day. I think he was a fourth rounder. Um Eckler has had a ton of injury problems in the past. And Spiller will become elite as a pass catcher and a rusher if Eckler goes down. If he doesn't, I think Spiller is still going to find 8 to 12 carries a game, a lot of those inside the red zone. So I think he can still be, you know, a solid bi-week plug-in even when Eckler is there. At number 46, we've got Houston running back Marlon Mack. I got another Houston running Uh, back. 46, sorry, we actually have Alexander Madison of the Vikings. Um, really just a handcuff guy. Um, he's proved if Dalvin goes down, uh, he'll be a number one running back. I, I don't think there's too much else to say about him. No, he'll, he's just going to be a backup for Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook going down, he'll be a good running back. Now at 47, we got Marlon Mack, Houston Texans. Just another Houston Texans running back. You're really excited about him. Is he really going to do anything? Could Damian Pierce 
receivers or other running backs that you can do his workload. But if you're at this late, maybe take him, see if you can put up a little bit more early on this season, but not very much upside. Yeah. Expect him to be the early season starter. He showed in Indianapolis that he can catch passes. But, again, Houston is just a mess. 48, Tampa Bay running back, uh, rookie Rashad White. Uh, White is a good pass catcher. Kind of depends on where Fournette is. If Fournette uh, comes into week one in really good shape, then uh, Rashad White is going to be pretty much useless. But uh, it's really all about building Tom Brady's trust and confidence. If he can do that, you know, he'll find a... uh, an RB2 role in that offense for himself. Yeah, I just don't think Tom Brady's gonna, he's going to get Tom Brady's trust to, like, did not many running backs last year got it. I mean, Ron Johnson play well in Tampa Bay, and then you had, um, shoot, I can't think Gio of Gio Bernard. Name. Gio Bernard. Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn, yeah, that was the guy. They they didn't really do much in that Tampa Bay offense, and Tom Brady's going to be checking down a lot to Leonard Fournette and passing to Mike Evans, and now Julio Jones and Godwin and Russell Gage. So I just don't think the role is there for him in Tampa Bay. 49, Rams backup running back Daryl Henderson. Uh, Akers is still a question mark. Haven't really seen him. And Henderson was very good as the bell cow last year. Mm-hmm. So I think it really all depends on how Akers is looking. Yeah, I think he's a very good very good handcuff for K- Akers. I think he's very solid, very reliable. But if Akers is good, I don't think he's going to have much of a role. Number 50, uh, a guy you actually drafted in our mock draft episode, J.D. McKissick. Mm-hmm. I think he's got some he's got some big play upside. He could carve out a role from the Washington offense. We'll see how they use Antonio Gibson this year. That's going to be the big th- big thing for him. But with going how late he's going, I think he could be very solid. Yeah, he'll be a third down running back. I would expect uh, if Gibson does go down for some reason, Brian Robinson, the rookie, is going to step into Gibson's role. So I don't really see too much upside. I think if you pick him here, it's just as kind of a consistent 8, 9, 10 points a game as a third down roll. 51, Detroit's backup running back, Jamal Williams. I think he's a solid handcuff for Swift, and he'll probably get maybe 25% of the running back work when Swift is healthy. Yeah, I think if Swift goes down, he could be a very solid running back, but with Swift there, Swift's going to be the number one guy. He's not going to get see much work, but... 52, we've got Gus Edwards of the Baltimore Ravens. Like, another guy, we're all kind of seeing a theme here. He's behind um, J.K. Dobbins. If J.K. Dobbins doesn't do well, though, he goes down again for some reason. We could see Gus Edwards, but also Gus didn't play at all, didn't really play at all last year, did he? he no, played, he didn't. No. So he's also coming off the injury, so, yeah. Yeah, as you said, Dobbins might not be ready for week one. Uh, they actually had... Very similar injuries, but while Dobbins tore multiple ligaments, Edwards only tore one, so there's probably a better likelihood that he'll be back to full strength. And Baltimore's a run-heavy offense. Not much else to say. 53, you put this guy up here, Mark Ingram for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I think I put him up there just thinking if Alvin Kamara gets suspended, he could definitely see a very good workload guy being the number one running back down in New Orleans. But as... Kamara's suspension keeps getting kind of postponed, postponed. Nothing's really coming out of it. I don't think he's going to be that great, assuming Kamara plays. Yeah, I'm not big on Mark Ingram. I think he's celebrating his 95th birthday this yeah, year. Yeah, he's old. So, uh, really just looking for touchdowns and 15 rushes if Kamara's not there. Uh, 54, 
Chicago's electric Khalil Herbert. Yeah, I think he could cut into David Montgomery's workload. Maybe has a breakout season. I know we saw him in a couple games last year when Montgomery was injured, and he actually played pretty well. So I think, I think I, I don't know if this is his year, you know. I don't know if it's going to be this year, maybe next year, but I think he could be solid. Yeah, uh, he was elite in the bell cow role last year when Montgomery went down. He was the only running back to run for over 100 yards against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think he's the more talented running back in that backfield. just depends how long it's going to take him to take control of it. And number 55, the last guy on our list. The last guy in our mock draft also. Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant on both of the first two episodes. <laughs> Daryl Williams, the Arizona Cardinals backup running back. They took him from Kansas City. He'll probably eat into Connor's uh, receiving load. That's about it. Yeah, I don't think much upside here, especially once D-Hop gets back. I think that Cardinals offense is not going to really look to him at all unless Connor gets hurt or something. Yeah, so I'm just going to mention a few other names before we wrap this episode up. Uh, Miami running backs Raheem Mostert, Sony Michel. That backfield is a question mark. You know, if you want to get a piece of it later in the rounds, don't want to pay the Chase Simmons price, I would go with one of those guys. Uh, Kenyon Drake's going to cut cut out a pass-catching uh, role in Las Vegas, and rookie Zamir White is probably, uh, probably looking to eat into Josh Jacobs, you know, rushing – uh, load uh, Kenneth Gainwell like we said he's getting first team snaps in Philly so if it turns out that he is the RB1 you know he probably shoots up into the 30s uh, Tyrion Davis Price the rookie for San Francisco Elijah Mitchell had injury problems last year Kyle Shanahan loves the new toy uh, Jerick McKinnon could be a pass catcher for Kansas City kind of a big question mark he's getting up there in age too uh, Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard as kind of those uh, locking them up if you pick up Christian McCaffrey. Otherwise, I don't think there's really any reason to get them. And the last one, Brian Robinson for Washington. Uh, rookie, if Gibson does go down, he'll be the guy that steps into the first and second down roles in Washington. All right. Thank you guys for watching, staying through all this. And stay tuned. We're going to be releasing our wide receiver rankings, tight end, and QB rankings pretty soon. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Yeah. That was way longer than I thought it was going to be.